quick one from me before we get onto this week's episode. As a little present for all your support this year, I'm going to give you a Christmas of nothing but energy, calm and pure joy. You know, I'm sort of only half joking because I am hosting for our community two totally free virtual workshops for this Christmas on how to ditch the guilt, manage the mental load, protect your energy and handle any tricky family dynamics with ease this Christmas. Last time we did these, we had thousands of our community come together. So just go to motherkind.co to book your spot. And a massive thank you to the incredible keepsake gift business, Create Gift Love, for supporting us with these workshops. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Motherkind Moment, your place on a Monday for calm, connection and maybe even a shift in perspective before the crazy week ahead. Something a bit different to this week because the moment is with me. I have been delivering coaching workshops online for free to help us have a calmer, less stressful Christmas, which I think we just all desperately need this year, don't we? And those of you that have come along have kindly shared how powerful and helpful it's been for you. So it struck me that it could be useful for me to use these short moment episodes to share some of the ideas from those workshops for those of you that perhaps couldn't make it. So for the next four Mondays in the run up to Christmas, I'm going to be sharing ideas and tools to hopefully help you have your calmest, least stressful Christmas The first workshop that I ran and what I want to talk to you about in today's moment is why you can't please everyone at Christmas and what to do instead. Why does this matter? Why is it important? Why have I chosen this topic? Well, because what I'm seeing with almost every mother that I'm speaking to at the moment is that we are exhausted. If you are exhausted too. Like perhaps so many of us, including myself in that, I'm tired too. Then we need to think about how we can claw back some of that energy that we're giving out around Christmas back to ourselves and back to the things that we really want to do, the things that are going to make us feel good and help us have a happy Christmas too. You know, we deserve, this might be a radical idea for some of you, we deserve to enjoy some of the magic that we're creating for everyone else too. One of the ways that we spill a lot of energy outwards is in people pleasing, is in trying to make everyone else happy. So this is why I want to talk to you about what people pleasing at Christmas and what we can do instead. I know this sounds really obvious, but I think it's worth saying that you actually can't please everyone. It is impossible to please everyone. And I know as a recovering people pleaser, gosh, I tried. (laughs) I tried so hard to make everyone in my life happy with me. And we're going to talk about the costs of that shortly. Because every time you say a yes to something normally means a no to something else. So of course, we can't say yes to every single thing because there is limited resources, limited time, limited energy in our lives. So every time we say no, we risk displeasing someone. So it's actually impossible to please everyone. The other thing is that if 
we do say yes to something that perhaps we don't want to do out of that place of people pleasing. Lots of people have different expectations, don't they, of what we might be doing as part of that or what they might be doing. So, you know, say you say yes to going over to your in-laws for breakfast on Christmas morning, even though you don't really want to. And your mum-in-law had an expectation maybe that you might bring the breakfast or perhaps you had an expectation that there would be this beautiful breakfast served and there wasn't or that there would be presents and there weren't or that there would be no presents and there were. There's always, in my experience, some sort of mismatch of expectations. So even when we're trying to please people and fit in with other people's plans, we still risk not pleasing everyone. It's obvious, isn't it, that we can't please everyone. But I think for a recovering people pleaser, and if you are relating to that, then I think it's worth saying again, you cannot please everyone. But what's interesting, and I know this from myself, I used to keep trying to. So why do we do that? Why do we know this in our heads? You know, it's not an intellectually challenging concept, is it, that we can't please everyone? But why do we keep trying to? Well, actually, partly we are wired to please in the way that our species has evolved is in our desire to want to fit in. It is in our desire for connection and empathy. So some desire to want to please others is hardwired into how we are and actually is a beautiful thing. I think it's what makes us incredible mothers and friends. But sometimes it gets outsized. This desire to want to make others happy starts to cause in certain areas and in certain relationships more harm than good. Now, why is that? Well, what I've noticed is that it becomes more about how we feel about ourselves. So, When I was at a time in my life when I was just desperate to please everyone around me and it was having really, really challenging consequences on my life, actually, that was also the time at which my relationship with myself, how I felt about myself, was at its lowest. And what I've noticed is that when we become obsessive even about having to please others and ruminating on what others think of us and was that thing that I said okay and really getting stuck in our heads about how others feel about us, that's when I didn't feel okay about myself. When we need others to be okay with us in order to be okay with ourselves, that's when this people-pleasing behaviour got really painful in my life because as we've already chatted about we can't please everyone so if we're putting how we feel in the hands of other people it can be a really really tricky tricky place to be and I lived there for many 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 years so I know what that is like what I've come to see is when we can really find ourselves stuck in this people-pleasing, it's often because at the core of it is a very natural desire that we all have to be loved and liked. But when the idea of someone being upset with us becomes so painful, that's when we can get really stuck into people-pleasing. So if we need other people to be okay with us in order to feel okay with ourselves, then what we're really doing is putting how we feel about ourselves in the hands of other people. And as we talked about, it is impossible to please everyone. So I lived in that place for many, many, many years. It's 
so painful for me or it was so painful for me to feel that I wasn't pleasing someone in my life or someone in my life was upset with me or disappointed in me. So I know what that place is like. I also have come to see and learnt that for many of us, we were raised to please. We were taught to be good girls. We were taught to maybe push down what we wanted or what we really wanted to say in order to say the thing that would be acceptable or good. We might have set a boundary like that you didn't want to hug that uncle or you didn't want to go to that family party for example, and that might have not been listened to. So we learn, many of us, I think, have learned quite early on that what we want doesn't matter and that it's more important to please others. If you are relating to any of this, then absolutely it is not your fault. It makes total sense why so many of us would end up in this place of giving all our energy outwards in order to please others. Unfortunately, I've noticed in my own life and in lives of hundreds of clients that I've worked on with this, it has a really high cost. The highest cost, I think, is to our own well-being, to how we feel in our bodies and our minds, because when we are stuck in people-pleasing and trying to please everyone, we tend to do too much. We tend to say yes too often, leaving ourselves at the risk of burnout, feeling totally frazzled and stressed. We also can end up resenting the very people that we're trying to please. I wonder if you've had uh, experience of this. So you say yes to something, even though you don't really want to do it. And you end up resenting that person who asked. Now, of course, it's not really their responsibility that they asked you. It's our responsibility to say yes only when we genuinely want to do something. So we end up resenting that person. And that resentment, that kind of heaviness, that bitterness that sits in our body doesn't sit with the other person. It sits with us. So we really are harming ourselves. I think that's probably the right word. It sounds quite strong, doesn't it? But we really are risking harming ourselves in order to please another. It's also really hard to have a good time when you feel resentful. It's really hard when you've said yes to going to a party or maybe a dinner or you're doing something at the school or the nursery that you didn't really want to do. I found it's really hard then to genuinely show up as my best self and enjoy it. The other cost of trying to please everyone is losing that connection to ourself. When I was really stuck in this behaviour, I didn't even know what it was that I wanted. I had got so used to just living through this lens of what other people wanted from me, I felt totally disconnected from myself. If you're relating to any of that, then it can be really powerful to just ask some questions that I'm going to ask of you now. So maybe you might want to grab a journal or these are the sorts of things that you could reflect on later. But have a think about this Christmas. What do you need? This is one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself. And it may be that you draw a blank, which is exactly what happened when I first started unraveling this behavior of mine. I would think, what do I need? I don't know, because I was so used to thinking about what other people needed first. So if that's you, don't worry. Just sit with it a bit longer, see what comes up. Maybe it's something as simple as a rest. Could be that. And, you know, who knows what that might look like. But even just writing that down can be incredibly powerful. So that's the first question I want you to reflect on. What do you need this Christmas? Second one is, what do you really want to do. Now, you might really want to go and sit on a tropical island alone somewhere with a book and a glass of wine. And we all know that chances are that's not going to happen. But I would encourage you, crazy it sounds, to write that down anyway. Because 
There is a real power in writing down what we really, really want, even if we know deep in our hearts that that's likely not going to happen. Because even knowing what we really want is a powerful first step to thinking, okay, what's underneath that need? I really need some space. Okay, how could I get some space for myself? Maybe it's that I book an afternoon off, or maybe I ask my parents or my in-laws or someone who could look after the children for the afternoon while they're staying with us for Christmas. And maybe I could go and do something for myself. So even if what you really want to do might feel unreachable, have a look at the need underneath it and see if you could meet that need in another way. And the last question that I want you to think about is what are you doing because you think you quote unquote should? And this is where you might notice a list of things that you're doing out of that people pleasing place that we were talking about. So have a reflect on those questions. See what comes up for you. Grab a pen, grab a paper, pause the episode if you need to. Now, we all know that nothing changes if nothing changes, right? It's obvious. If we keep doing what we've always done, we are always going to get what we always have. We know that if you want to experience a different feeling this Christmas, if you want to experience less stress this Christmas, if you want to have a more empowered Christmas, if you want to say no to more things this Christmas, then you're going to have to make some changes, But the challenging thing, and as a coach, this is really what I do all day long, is to help people actually make those changes because change is really hard. These patterns are really well-worn grooves in our neural pathways. If these changes were easy to make, you would have made them already, right? Of course you would. You would have made them. You would have said no. You would have clawed back your energy. You would have put down those boundaries and you would have done it differently we all would have done that. The reason we probably haven't is because it's really hard. Because when we come to change something, particularly if it's in close relationships or family relationships, there might be some resistance there from other people. There might be some discomfort. And generally, this is just the way that our brains are wired. We tend to avoid that type of thing. Our brains actually are incredibly invested in us keeping things the same. It makes sense, doesn't it, that with our brain wanting to keep things the same, it's called homeostasis, we we want to avoid the discomfort and it can be deeply uncomfortable making some of these changes. It makes sense that we just keep doing things the way that we always have. So I would encourage you to think about small changes first. This is the way to build up that muscle that you can say no, you can do something differently and you will learn that you are capable of doing that. You can do that without the world falling apart and actually you might get to see the benefits of that. Wow, I said no to that thing and I'm not there and now I'm having a really, really nice Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or New Year's Day or whatever it might be. I would encourage you to think about now before the end of the episode and before I say goodbye in a second, what can you do which would be one small change that would enable you to take your power back a little, that would be something that you really, really don't want to do, that currently you're saying yes to or you're going to say yes to, could you do that differently? That is my call to you at the end of the episode. So there we have it. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope I said some things that resonated and related. And I will be back next Monday talking about from frantic to calm, how to cut your to-do list this Christmas. I am wishing you a lovely week. See you next time.
Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Nicole. And if you enjoy this show, you will love our podcast, Self Care Club. Every week, we trial a different form of self care and report back on the results. We've tried everything from cuddle therapy, setting boundaries, laughter yoga, and many more. Two friends who rarely agree on anything, testing out the world of self care so you don't have to. We've even written a book dedicated to self care practices that cost you nothing. You can listen to Self Care Club wherever you get your podcasts. Or to purchase our book, search Have You Tried This on Amazon.